0: Most authors use WordPress for their author websites. In fact, WordPress runs 60% of all websites in the world and likely 90% of author websites. And this is for several good reasons. And one of them is because of all of the amazing WordPress plugins that add functionality to those websites. A plugin, if you don't know, is like an app for your phone, but it's an app that runs on your website. Want to add a contact form? There's a plugin for that. Want to add a progress bar to show your book's progress? There's a plugin for that. One of the biggest downsides of Wix, Squarespace, and Weebly is that they can't run WordPress plugins. A Wix website can feel great at first, but eventually it starts to feel like a phone without an app store. And many authors end up switching back to WordPress to get that one key plugin that they just can't have on Wix. Plugins add features to your website that would normally cost tens of thousands of dollars if you had them custom coded. They can help you rank on Google, sell more books, grow your email list faster, and a whole lot more. But, and this is important, plugins can add security vulnerabilities and slow down your website. I should know, I used to run a WordPress plugin business for years, and I've spoken about WordPress plugins at official WordPress events. So what plugins should authors use and which ones should authors avoid? Well, find out in this episode of Novel Marketing, the longest running book marketing podcast in the world. I'm Thomas Umstead, Jr., CEO of Author Media, and this is the show for authors who want to build their platform, sell more books, and make a living writing books worth talking about. Now many authors, when they get their first WordPress website, they go to the WordPress plugin repository and they're like a kid at a buffet and they get a little bit of everything. And this is a problem. <laughs> as you know, as an adult going to a buffet is that you can eat too much. Each plugin requires system resources to run, it's just like an app on your phone or an app on your computer except unlike on your phone which will automatically turn apps off all of the plugins run all of the time this means that the more plugins you have the slower your website will run now some plugins are very light in that they don't require a lot of server resources and other plugins are very heavy in that they require a lot of server resources in fact some plugins actually will make your website run faster so the bottom line When it comes to plugins is you only want to run the plugins that you need to run. So if you installed a million plugins just for the fun of it, a good practice is to go in and prune and take away the plugins that you don't think you need or that you're not using anymore. If it's been inactive for the last six months, go ahead and just delete it. So what do you look for in a plugin before I get to the specific recommendations? Because there's thousands of plugins out there. Many of them are good. So I would say there's three levels of plugin. So the premium level of plugin are the plugins that you pay for. What's nice about paid plugins is that there is some programmer somewhere in the world who's responsible for keeping the plugin maintained, up to date and secure. So ideally you want to use paid plugins. But you don't have to pay for every plugin. So the tier below that is what's called a freemium plugin. This is a paid plugin that has a free tier, often that has many of the features of the paid version, but not quite all of the features. And the business model is you give a lot of people the free version and you hope enough people upgrade to the paid version to cover your bills and keep you in business. And there's some freemium plugins that are very, very profitable. They make millions of dollars and they're doing fine. (laughs) And then the final kind of plugin If you have to go with a free plugin, you want to go with a free plugin that has a long track record in the repository and a good reputation in the community. In general, I try to avoid free plugins, but I do recommend a few in this episode that are uh, cool enough uh, to be worthy of the official Thomas recommendation. And I should point out, it's important to get away from this free stuff online mindset, because when something is free, someone has to pay for it. And so if someone's not making money from you, they're making money off you. Online, you're either the customer or you're the product being sold. Or put another way, the food is free for chickens and chicken coops because the chicken is the product being sold. If you want to keep your eggs and your life, become a paying customer. So the Internet shouldn't be free. You should pay for what you use and you should expect to be treated like a customer and not be bought and sold like a peasant. We got to get away from this digital serfdom if we're going to keep our freedoms and keep uh, our autonomy as individuals. We're a lot less free now than we were 20 years ago, and it's because we have been lured into giving away our privacy and a lot of our control over what we say to companies in exchange for quote unquote free products and services. So become a customer and you'll suddenly find that everyone starts treating you a lot better and your life's a lot happier. It also causes you to be more judicious with your time because your time's not free. You can make more money, but you can't make more time. And all that time you spent on that free service or that free website is precious. In fact, it's arguably more precious than your money. Rant over, (laughs) sorry for that. But with all of that out of the way, let's talk about some specific plugins, starting with probably the number one greatest plugin for WordPress, which is Yoast SEO. So SEO stands for Search Engine Optimization. And this is the reason why WordPress ends up winning against the other platforms. And that's because it has the best search engine optimization due in small part to Yoast SEO. So the reason why Yoast is so much better than the like built-in SEO on Wix or Squarespace or Weebly or whatever the other platform is, is that Yoast SEO has education built into it. The problem with SEO for most people and most authors is that they don't know what it is. They don't know how Google works. They haven't taken my course on optimizing their website. And it's this big, scary, intimidating thing. And so they just don't do it. And their websites don't rank. But Yoast SEO makes it really easy, and it makes it really easy not just to do what you need to do, but to find out what you need to do. (laughs) So it does a lot of the technical work automatically in the background, but the things that you still need to do as a human, it helps you figure out what those things are. It gives you these little dots, and they're red, and then you do the thing, and they turn green, and it's really fun and very easy. They also have free education a free course on search engine optimization on the Yoast website that's excellent. It's really, really good. It doesn't just teach you how to use their plugin. It teaches you how Google works and how to optimize your website to rank on Google. It's fantastic. And it's free. And the plugin is free. And I will say for almost every website that I've ever built, I've used the free version of Yoast and been very happy with it. For AuthorMedia.com, which gets massive traffic and search engine optimization is a big part of our strategy, I pay for Yoast. I have the premium version of Yoast, and I do use the premium features. But I don't know any author who needs to pay for those premium features. You can get by just fine with the free version. Freemium here totally works. And the reason why you want to rank on Google is because it helps you sell more books. It helps you grow your email list, and it helps you control your own reputation online. You don't want somebody else's website ranking for your name. You don't want someone else's page ranking for your book title or your series title. I do have episodes on SEO if you want to learn more. And I will say, learning how to optimize your website to rank on Google will also help you learn So how search engines work in general that will help you get your book to rank on Amazon. One final reason why ranking is really valuable is that if someone goes to your website first and clicks a link to go to Amazon and then checks out with your book and you have an affiliate link, you make more money than if they had just gone to Amazon directly, which then gives you more money for advertising, which then helps you have more sales. And that can become a virtuous cycle that leads to a lot more sales. So SEO is really important. And Yoast SEO has 5 million websites that run it, which I think is more websites than all of Squarespace. (laughs) So this one plugin on WordPress is more popular than all of Squarespace. The next plugin that I recommend is the redirection plugin. This is the freest of the plugins. There's no freemium version. And the reason why I feel comfortable recommending a completely free plugin like this is that the Redirection plugin has been around for 10 or 15 years. It's supported by the WordPress community generally, and it's had no issues in all that time. So it's a really good plugin, and it's well-maintained and well-kept up. So what does it do? It allows you to create URLs on your website that send people somewhere else. And you're like, why is that useful? Well, it's incredibly useful. So for instance, you could create a redirection that is authorname.com forward slash book title. And that redirects people to a page on your website specifically for that book title or forward slash maps or forward slash and then the name of the podcast you're on as a guest in that way. So you're on the great podcast. And so you could say go to authorname.com forward slash great podcast and get my free guide on blah, 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 or get my free short story and it doesn't just redirect the people to where you want them to go but it also tracks how many people went to that link so you can know how you know many hits you got from that podcast interview this is really really important for authors because often you want to incorporate digital elements in the back matter of your book in fact i have a whole episode on back matter that we'll link to in the blog post version of this episode matter is really useful for marketing. And often you wanna say, hey, go here to sign up for my newsletter, go here for this, go here for that. And let's say you wanna link people to your newsletter and so you send them to MailerLite. Well, let's say 10 years from now, MailerLite goes out of business. Or you decide to switch to convert kit because you want convert kit's more power or better ease of use. All those paper books are now sending people to a URL that no longer exists. If only you'd created a redirect instead. Because here's what's cool about these redirects. You can change where they point. So you can have authorname.com forward slash email. Always go to an email signup form even as you change email services in the future. So if you want your links to continue working a hundred years from now, maintained by your heirs, those URLs need to be on your domain.com. And the best way to do it is with the redirection plugin. So I use this for reader magnets. You can use it for back matter. You can also use it for QR codes. You can take that URL and turn it into a QR code. And you're like, whoa, this is too complicated. Don't worry. I have a whole episode that walks you through how to do it. I find myself using redirection links all the time. I use them for affiliate links. So my affiliate link for Divi is just authormedia.com forward slash Divi. I also use it for my episode numbers. So at the end of the episode, you'll hear me say to find the blog post version of this episode, go to authormedia.com slash 398. Well, the 398 is just a redirection created through the redirection plugin that takes you to a more search engine optimized URL for this blog post. Because one of the SEO principles is you want real words that humans can understand and keywords in your URL. The next plugin that I now recommend, I didn't use to, but I started using it myself, is Jetpack. Jetpack is a freemium plugin made by the company that makes WordPress. So what does Jetpack do? Well, it's kind of a Swiss army knife of plugins. It's got a bunch of functionality that you can turn on and off. It has some speed-boosting functionality. It has stats, really good statistics. That's my primary use for it. It does related posts. It can do backups. It can improve your search. I've really liked its improvement to the search on authormedia.com. It's made the search better and faster. It does related posts. It does contact forms. You can use it for your contact form if you want There's a bunch of plugins that do contact forms pretty well. And I've been really happy with Jetpack, especially with the new version of Google Analytics, which is just about impenetrable and not very useful if you're not paying Google money for their ads. Again, if you're not the customer, you're the product and Google Analytics was free for years and years and Google decided that they really only wanted to make Google Analytics useful for AdSense buyers. And that's basically what they've done. Google Analytics is not nearly as useful as it used to be. And so I'm switching more and more to Jetpack because Jetpack helps me answer the questions that I actually care about, like which blog posts are the most important, which topics do people most care about. The next plugin I'll recommend is My Book Table. It's all one word, My Book Table. And this is a plugin specifically for authors. In fact, it was originally conceived of by me, so I created this plugin with my team of developers at AuthorMedia.com. It was Jim Camomile and Tim Zook were the initial developers, that were actually writing the code on this, and the three of us worked together to put this plugin together to help solve a very specific problem that authors had. So. For a long time, I didn't recommend having a bookstore on your website because it can really slow down your website, and it's a lot of complexity and cost. In fact, I still, for most authors, recommend that they don't have a bookstore, especially at the beginning. You can add a bookstore later. But if you only have one or two books, or if you're doing most of your sales through Amazon you want to have some of the features of a bookstore, right? You want to have a page for your book that's got all the information about the book, that's optimized to rank on Google and looks nice. But you don't want checkout. You don't want credit card handling. You don't want to have to mail your book to the customer. And so my book table was all of the functionality of a bookstore without the checkout. And instead of the checkout, it had buttons for Amazon and Barnes & Noble and 20 other stores, and you can create your own custom buttons now. And it became the number one bookstore plugin on WordPress. I think it still is. I don't maintain it anymore. It's now maintained by Stormhill Media, which is actually run by Jim Kimomile, who was one of the first developers on MyBookTable. So he's been around MyBookTable from the beginning. And it's a really useful tool. It's a freemium version. So the free version gives you most of the features. The paid version gives you more features. It's not as needed now that Divi is around. Divi is a premium theme that allows you to make really pretty pages yourself on your own. So if you have just one book, you may not need all of my book table's power because my book table gets really nice is when you have a series and you're trying to connect books and series and you have co-authors and the more books you have and the more genres you write in, the more my book table is really useful. But if you only have one book, Divi is probably fine. But if you have a dozen books or dozens of books, my book table will dramatically reduce your stress, hassle, and work, especially when it comes to adding book seven to your series. If you want the other six books in the series to reference book seven with My Book Table, it's really easy. My Book Table does a lot more. I'll link to a website about what it does and how you can use it. You can use it to make affiliate money. You can use it to grow your email list. You can use it to show off book club resources and previews of the book. It's a really great tool. Don't send me customer support tickets about it. If you need help, that's done through Stormhill, but that's one of the things you get through the um, premium version is help. And I will say that's often what you get when you pay for plugins is you get a technical person answering your question. Nobody can afford to answer questions for free because people need to eat. (laughs) So if you want technical support, typically you have to pay for it. And if you've been getting it for free from your kid, pay your kid, More than cookies. Show him that you appreciate him. The next plugin that I recommend is Akismet. Akismet is an anti-spam plugin. This plugin is needed if you have a blog or a contact form. If you don't have a blog and you don't have a contact form, you don't need Akismet because it's not going to protect you from email spam. It protects you from comment spam. If you have a comment form, some box on your website where people can type in comments, either for a blog post or on a contact form. There are bots that just browse the internet, filling out those forms. And you can get, if your website's popular, hundreds, thousands, sometimes tens of thousands of spam comments a day, and Akismet will block it. (laughs) Back when I ran a website design agency, we used to build WordPress websites for authors. We would put Akismet on every single one of our client websites. And if it ever got deactivated by accident, we would hear about it from that client very quickly cuz they're like oh my gosh i'm suddenly getting all of the spam where is it coming from it's like oh you deactivated kismet let's reactivate that plugin because there's a big difference between getting tens of thousands of spam comments and getting almost none so kismet's really effective and the free versions available to most people We had the paid version that we gave our clients, because as a corporation that was what we were encouraged to do, Akismet's kind of on the honor system. So if it's a personal website, it's free. If it's a business website, you're supposed to pay for it and you self-report. So it's a very generous plugin in that regard. And it's been a very profitable plugin for automatic. Akismet's also, uh, run by automatic, the company behind WordPress. And sometimes you can get a Kismet through Jetpack. So if you pay for Jetpack, some of the Jetpack plans have a Kismet included. And if you do get a Kismet or Jetpack, I think I'll have an affiliate link for the paid version. But again, for many of these, you can start off with the free version. For freemium products, I recommend trying the free version, see if you like it and then upgrade it to the paid version. That's much better for everyone than paying for it, deciding that you don't like it, and asking for a refund. All these companies will refund you, but that's, it's more hassle for everyone. <laughs> and they're trying to avoid that by giving you free access to most of the plugin. So if you're not happy with with most, getting more isn't going to make you more happy. The next plugin is WP Super Cache. This speeds up your website by creating cached versions of the pages. A cache version of a web page is faster than a page that's created every time from scratch and it also reduces strain on your server which means it can actually save you money you're less likely to get an overage especially if you have a blog post that's going viral and getting lots of hits if you need even more speed improvements the paid plugin that i use is WP Rocket which i'll have a link to in the show notes we used to use wp super cache is good wp rocket is better but wp rocket's also more expensive so wp super Cash is is mostly free wp rocket is a, just a straight up you have to pay to use it and it's between 40 and a year. So it's not super expensive, but it is something you have to pay for. WP Rocket I see as that thing that you pay for before you upgrade your hosting. So if your web host is like, hey, you're using up all your server bandwidth or all of your nodes or whatever they're metering, get WP Rocket first. But I think everybody should run some kind of caching plugin and WP Super Cache is the most popular. Now the next plugin that I recommend is Bloom. And Bloom is a plugin by Elegant Themes. It comes for free if you pay for Elegant Themes. So if you have the Divi theme on your website, you get Bloom included. It comes with it. Some people will sign up for Elegant Themes just to get Bloom because it's so good at pop-ups. So pop-ups are incredibly effective at growing your email list. When we deployed our first pop-up on authormedia.com, we went from 30 new signups a month to 300 new email signups a month. And the key to a good pop-up is it needs to be a non-evil pop-up, which means a delay. I recommend 30 to 40 seconds before it pops and potentially it not popping in the center. So Bloom gives you options. You can have it pop in the middle of the screen or you can have it kind of slide up from the bottom or pop in the corner. But some kind of motion to direct the eye to your reader magnet, whether it's a short story or a guide or whatever, and I have episodes on reader magnets. And I've talked a lot about pop-ups and the good pop-up plugins often are pretty expensive. They're like $20 a month, which is more than authors should pay for that kind of plugin. And there's a whole bunch of pop-up plugins in this space and they're all priced in that, you know, $99 a year, or $20 a month range, whereas Bloom is cheaper. So it's the best bang for the buck. It's what I've been using to grow my email list. All of my pop-ups have been running Bloom for years, and I never get any complaints. People don't dislike the pop-ups. They can also have a timer. So if somebody declines the pop-up, it won't show for them for a period of time. And I think for me, I have it set to two weeks. So once you click X on a pop-up on my website, you won't see it again for two weeks. So it's not an annoying pops right away, it pops on every page. A lot of email companies will have a plugin that can do pop-ups, so like ConvertKit and MailerLite will have WordPress plugins, but often they don't give you enough control over when the pop-up pops, who it pops for, and on what pages it pops on, whereas Bloom gives you beautiful control over all of those elements. So before we go, I do want to talk about some plugins to avoid. And instead of talking about specific plugins, I want to talk about categories of plugins. The worst kind of plugin that you can put on your website is any kind of social media integration plugin, like a pin it button or a share on Twitter button or a post to Facebook button. And you're like, Why is that bad? (laughs) Like I have a dozen of those running. Well, it's bad for a bunch of reasons. Number one, those plugins are sending your users data to Facebook, Twitter, or whatever, often without their permission. You probably have not put that in your terms of service that you're sharing data with third parties and you may not even know. So potentially it's illegal. Like you'd have to actually add legal language to your privacy policy on your website Because you totally have a privacy policy, right? (laughs) And if you don't, you're potentially in trouble, especially in the EU. But even in the United States, the laws are getting stricter and different states are having different laws and social networking integration plugins are notorious for poor privacy. And social networks are notorious for poor privacy. (laughs) But that's not the only reason to avoid them. The other reason is that Every time a user loads a page with a pin it button or a share on Facebook button, that web page is calling back to Pinterest or Facebook or whatever. And that slows down your website because it can't finish loading the page until it hears back from Facebook or it hears back from Pinterest because they're talking back behind the scenes. And because of that, a slow website will rank lower on Google. So not only is it violating privacy potentially, and potentially illegal, but it's also slowing down your website and hurting your search rankings. And here is the worst part. No one ever clicks those buttons. (laughs) The kind of people who are savvy enough to share something on social media know how to copy and paste. But the thing is, all of the social networks, with the possible exception of Twitter, demote links away from the social networks and so even if somebody did click the button to like and share or pin or whatever very few of their followers will see that post because of the nature of the algorithms so these plugins do a ton of harm they don't do any benefit i've gone into a bunch of websites turn these plugins off, and I've never seen an impact on traffic. Or it's like, I was getting all this traffic from social media and I turned off my pin it buttons, and now it's all gone. Never seen that. If this happens to you, leave a comment and let me know, because I have, in years, never seen anyone get significant traffic from these buttons specifically. Sometimes there's a benefit to people talking about you on social media, but the benefit comes from that person actually going to that social network and creating content on that social network, writing something, generating their own photo, putting more effort in than just clicking pin or like or share. So that's the biggest category of plugin I would avoid. I would also avoid the common disallowed plugins. These are plugins that really slow down your website. They're unnecessarily heavy. If you avoid the really bad ones, it can really speed up your website. We'll also have a link to a article by Elegant Themes, actually, on the most commonly disallowed plugins. So just check that list. Make sure you're not using any of the plugins on that list. These are plugins that are poorly made. One of the beauties of WordPress is anybody can make a WordPress plugin and can sell it. It's a very free market, and this is why we have the best plugins. But there's also a bunch of bad plugins and a bunch of mediocre plugins, plugins that are Fair, but not great. (laughs) So check that list and play around with it. Plugins are one of the beautiful things of WordPress. So while you don't wanna go crazy and put on too many plugins, the right plugins can make all of the difference. And if you're wanting more help with your website, whether it's building it in the first place, Making it run better, making it more search optimized or making it more appealing to readers. So it's the kind of website that readers actually want to visit. I have a course to help you out. It's called how to build an amazing author website. It starts with the basics. Assuming you don't have a website, which if you already have, you can skip that first module. But if you don't, you can learn how to build your own website for a fraction of the cost it would cost to hire somebody. But even if you have hired somebody to build a website, which is a totally reasonable thing to pay for if you don't want to bother with it, knowing how to make your website better is something that every author needs to learn how to do. And this course will walk you through how to do it, how to make your website more appealing to readers, which is on you, the author. And if you would like that course, you can get it for the low, low cost of free. So how is this course free? Well, I use it as a reader magnet to grow my email list, but I also have affiliate links for some of the services that I recommend. You don't have to use the affiliate links, but enough authors who go through that free course use the affiliate links to compensate me for making the course. (laughs) So that's how and why it's free. And you always wanna ask, why is this free? How is this free? Because a worker's worthy of their hire, and if you're not the customer, you're the product, and there's a big difference between a free sample at Costco, and a free lunch at a timeshare event. So be very cautious about what you get for free. Our featured patron today is Michelle Levine, author of Dancing on My Grave, Book and Mug Mysteries, number two. Becca Sheridan thought she knew what was up, but a series of mysterious events make her question everything. When her rival from middle school gets involved with Conrad, The guy that Becca's interested in, Becca is thrown into a tailspin. Conrad's strange behavior, his estranged relatives trying to take over the family business, the sudden death of his grandmother, and an uncle who vanishes all add to the confusion. But it is the discovery of that dead body in a nearby creek that makes Becca realize the truth is closer than she ever imagined. With the help of her friends from the book and mug coffee shop, Becca must piece together the clues and arrive at a shocking answer. If you enjoy Agatha Christie, you're going to love this mystery filled with powerful emotions. And thank you, Michelle, for being a patron of the Novel Marketing Podcast. It is patrons like you that make this podcast free for everyone. Again, how is it free? How is it being supported? (laughs) It's patrons, and only some patrons get their books featured. I only have a few slots, and those cost more. Most patrons quietly support the show in exchange for that support. They get a bonus episode every month, and they get exclusive discounts, and they get my undying gratitude. They also get access to the patrons-only ice cream social. That's happening on Thursday, January 25th, 2024, which is the evening right before the Novel Marketing Conference. So if you're planning to come to the Novel Marketing Conference, make sure to become a patron before you come and you can attend the ice cream social. The Novel Marketing Podcast is a production of AuthorMedia.com. Audio Engineering is by William Umstat. The blog post version is crafted by Shauna Lutler, And you can find that blog post of this episode at authormedia.com slash 398. That will have links to all of the plugins that we've talked about. You can also share in the comments of that episode what plugins you use and ask if you think they're any good. That's authormedia.com slash 398. I'm Thomas Umstead Jr. saying thank you for listening and live long and prosper.